0: Hi, this is Cameron. Today, we get to talk to our partner in Kenya, Tracy Sluzarski. We're excited to hear her story, how she got to Kenya, and we're going to start now.
1: Hopecast. Learning about the
0: life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Education Equals Hope and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And if you haven't figured it out, Jorge Luis is not actually here with me today. But we miss him. He is back visiting the Philadelphia church in Ambato that we um, recently had a Hopecast about. So I am anchoring the HopeCast by myself today. Um, Jorge would normally remind everybody that the HopeCast... The point and the hope of the Hope Guest is to keep all of you our dear listeners and supporters informed as to what is happening in the Education Equals Hope program normally in Ecuador but today we are focusing around the world and specifically in the country of Kenya. Well I have two special guests who are going to help me. The first is Celeste Bundy. Hi Celeste. Hi Cameron. <laughs> Hi. I hope- Hi, Jorge Luis. <laughs>
1: Good
0: morning, Cameron. How are you? I'm so glad to have you back. It's so fun that you're such a uh, common household name now, and you don't really need an introduction. If you Just do, we're there in person, and we do wish you were here too. If you do need an inter- introduction, Celeste is our executive director, and uh, operating out of Fort Mill, South Carolina. Today, she is in Rock Hill because they <laughs> rhyme. So Mm Celeste is in Rock Hill, and I am sitting in the studio here in Quito, Ecuador, and we also have Tracely Slurder. I'm going to, I can't say it. Tracy
1: Sluzarski. Right. Good morning. Tracy (laughs) Sluzarski. Welcome. Welcome, Tracy. Out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you. And so nice to be here with you this morning.
0: They are making me a little bit jealous. Tracy has this incredible, gorgeous Carolina blue sky. Carolina blue sky behind her. And uh, it's just... Oh, (laughs) you're fired.
1: (laughs) Okay, see ya. Oh my gosh. Okay,
0: well, maybe not. (laughs) Okay, well, Tracy is in charge of our program here, not here in Ecuador. Tracy is in charge of the program. She is the champion of the program in Kenya. So, without further ado, Tracy, hi, tell us who you are. Tell us all about you.
1: Hello. Well, my name is Tracy Sluzarski. It's, it's a name that is quite often butchered, but just people just call me Miss Tracy a lot of times because they're scared of my last name, but um, <laughs> I, am, um, I'm, <laughs> I am a wife and a mom of three adult children. Um, my oldest is 26 and a mother of two, so I'm a Mimi, and I have a son who is ready to get married who is 24, and I have a beautiful adopted daughter from Ethiopia named Rahwa, and she is 21. So um, I'm not as busy necessarily in this season of life with raising children, but I'm surely in the season of loving and praying for adult children. Um, mm-hmm. It gives me great, um, a great sense of like that prayer never ends with loving, <laughs> loving our families and um, asking the Lord to guide us as mothers. And, Mm -hmm. and the Lord has also um, blessed me to be a mother of many Mm -hmm. um, over the years um, in the work that I've done in Kenya for the past 12 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will, I would love to tell you my story of the origin of God's work in Kenya. Um, yes, please through, through, um, the prayer and just a desire to do something in the work of global poverty, in children, in education, and in basic needs. Um, so I started out as, um, I'm a very, very zealous worker for God. <laughs> and I just praise him that he gave me that deal in my heart. Mm-hmm. But from the time I was um, uh, became a believer in Jesus, I, I just really was very... Um, Wanted to know everything about him and about the kingdom and about his commands uh, of obedience. When was that, Tracy? How old were you? So, I am a Jewish believer and I came to faith in Jesus when I was, um, well, I'll say it's about 30 years now. Um, I had never heard about Jesus until I moved to the south. I was from from, from where? Where where were you? (laughs) I lived in Philadelphia and I was just a cultural uh, Jewish woman and mm-hmm. you know I don't know we just didn't have much opportunity of hearing the gospel in its purest easiest form uh, mm-hmm. of just asking him into your heart and uh, as your personal lord and savior but when I but when I moved to uh, Charlotte I was um, <laughs> kind of introduced by many <laughs> to the love of God that is in Christ Jesus <laughs> Um, and in a few years after hearing about the church and not thinking it was a persecution of the Jews, I'm so sorry, Tracy. I'm interrupting one more
0: time. When you say that you never, you'd never heard the gospel, you'd you'd never heard of Jesus, like in synagogue, in growing up in your cultural Jewish world, you had
1: you had never heard of Jesus. Is that is that what you? Oh, mean? never, uh, never that he was a Jewish Messiah. Surely he was uh. to me. A God of or not, whatever he was, he was a, a sign of persecution to the mm, Jews. Mm-hmm. The Holocaust representing that, the some of this uh, church history that it was not a pleasant history from the church and in the, the persecution of the Jewish people. So, as a Jew, mm-hmm. I grew up thinking of the name Jesus as a curse. Interesting. Um, okay. And, and, and it, there's a lot of you know, a lot to learn in that area. And I will say that's where I began once mm-hmm. I once I started walking with Jesus, I really wanted to know more about the early church
0: Mm -hmm. and I did
1: a lot of study and, and it's very, and and it all flows into my work in Kenya, believe it or not. Uh, Oh, absolutely. God always does. It doesn't sound like, it doesn't (laughs) sound like it might, but it really did because, um, of course, learning that Jesus was Jewish and was the God of Israel's son, Mm -hmm. you know, like that he is for the Jew and the Gentile alike, and that he came to save the whole world. Um, I really didn't understand where the Jewish elements were in the church anymore. Mm-hmm. So I started doing depth, in-depth study because, like I said in the beginning, that's my personality. Started reading books and the Bible, of course. Uh, and, you know, was very, very just intrigued with what I had heard Jesus to be and then what he actually, who he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really also have to thank my home church because my pastor was very, very... Um, wonderful in instructing me as a Jewish woman, uh, in a Gentile congregation, um, into understanding that I still had my identity as a Jewish woman, Mm -hmm. as a Messianic Jew. All that to say, when I learned so much about church history and why Jews do not come to the Lord freely because of, Mm -hmm. just like me, they, um, they think that that would make them convert into a new religion or there's just many facets of why Jewish people and that the fact that God just, uh, you know, hasn't all opened their ears in fullness yet. Um, all that to say, I started a class at my church and I go to a mega church in Charlotte called Central Church of God. Um, and I've been there ever since I, mm-hmm. I met the Lord through my pastor, through the hearing of the gospel, through the Holy Spirit. And I started um, doing my own research and I started a class. They were very gracious to allow me just a novice, never teaching anything. in a very strong church to begin a class called the Jewish Connection. Mm. And that class was one that taught Gentiles and um, believers about Israel in every facet of the word, which is a very important concept in the kingdom, understanding God's, um, God's plan for Israel in the future and his plan to save the Jewish people in the present through the hearing of the gospel, through the church. Mm -hmm. Um, So I spent seven years um, very blessed um, doing a lot of Jewish ministry, um, outreach to Jews, um, uh, um, outreach to Israel. And I really felt like God had called me to Israel, and that's where I was going to work the kingdom. (laughs) Um, Everybody knew me in the church as the Jewish lady with the big hair. And a little, <laughs> and I. She I does have lots of big, cur- big blonde <laughs> curls. <laughs> beautiful hair. Beautiful yeah, hair. thank you, so jealous. thank you. But but I was known as the Jewish lady in the church with the big with the voice to share the gospel with the Jews. Right. So while I was there doing my Sunday school, which was a very blessed class of very strong believers, um, I started. Uh, I was actually challenged by my best friend to to pray, which I'd never done. I knew nothing of global poverty. I knew everything of Jewish ministry. And I thought I was on target for understanding who Jesus really was in every facet because I was, you know, whatever I was at the time, (laughs) I was a young believer. And um, she challenged me to learn more about global poverty because she was feeling stirred up in that area. And also with that challenged us to pray about adoption, which That was never on my radar. Um, I had two children biologically and never thought that I would adopt, let alone I knew nothing about adoption. Um, Again, being faithful to God, I was like, of course I should pray about it. Because we know in James 127 that we are, some of us are called to adopt. But, you know, we are to care for orphans and widows in their distress, Mm
0: -hmm, keep mm -hmm. oneself
1: from being corrupted by the world. And that was a very, very strong, um, for me, obedient um, command. Uh I took that part of James very seriously, not to be a doer of the word, but to be a hearer, to look yourself in the mirror, not turn away from who you are, Uh not be selfish. All that to say, when we prayed about adoption, and I started reading a few books, God clearly said to me and my husband, yes, adopt Again, I didn't know what international anything was at the time. I had no clue. Um, so I started, we started doing research and looking at countries that were open to adoption and finding out more and more because we started, like, l- watching YouTubes. So we started reading books. And uh, I read a few books at the time. One, rad- one was called Radical by David Platt. And which was about radical faith and doing things that you think you can't do, but you Mm -hmm. know, God would walk you um, into that, whatever it is. And also a book called Kisses from Katie, which was about a young girl. And she was like 19, I think at the Mm -hmm. time, and she went to Uganda and she just turned up Uganda for Jesus and for orphans. And Mm -hmm. at this point now, it's been many years and she's done incredible work in Jinja, Uganda, but at the time she had just started out uh-huh. and I read this, these books of faith and adoption. And I'm like, why can't we do that? Why not? Right. Cause we were just like filled with faith and it was a good faith. But again, I was in full-time ministry in Jewish ministry. So I took what I was learning and I, my husband, Jim, who's a great man of God also just says yes to God easily.
0: Because
1: um, some men might be like, "This, how are we supposed to adopt? And you the what? money for that?" Yeah, it's very expensive to internationally adopt. It's very complicated, and there's tons of paperwork. But and again, we didn't really. We thought we would adopt babies, and we would adopt from who knew where from. But uh, we come to find out, many countries are closed to adoption. Many countries don't allow. Um, they have quite a lot of restrictions. Okay, all that to say. We ended up adopting from Ethiopia and I started in my class uh, African ministry work Um, because it gave me such a zeal when I learned about the crisis of children, when I learned about the crisis of education, I learned about the crisis of their needs just to have the basic needs met so that they can go forward and HIV and AIDS and just the many things that are crucial to children overcoming living in poverty with that said I started uh, working with a ministry here in Charlotte called open eyes which is where I met the pastor that I have worked with now for the last 12 years Mm -hmm. his name is pastor Benjamin Tanguli he has a very very large ministry he is a bishop in Kenya and he has over uh, I think over 120 churches if I'm correct or, yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's around 130 churches that he I don't know support. what to say. Yeah. When you hear somebody has 130 churches, you think, wow, like how do you do that? Because with God, all things are possible. And he also had a, since a young, since his youth, he had a strong, strong, um, urge to help orphans because he himself was extremely poor when mm-hmm. he was young and had tr- trouble going to school because he didn't have shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, all that to say, I met Pastor Ben, and we just immediately had a kindred spirit, um, a like-minded calling, and we started just um, communicating. And uh, with my class, the Jewish connection, we started sending um, donations to him for his work. So you met him um, in that, you met him in Charlotte,
0: and just had I that did. that kindred spirit and that connection. And you hadn't touched African soil. You hadn't
1: been to Kenya yet. Oh no, where Not he was for working. Years. Okay. I started in 2010 when I met him, and I never even went to Kenya for years after that. Mm-hmm. I really believed, and I still believe, that so much work can be done here mm-hmm. the on American soil because um, we just have blessing that you know other people in other countries don't afford you know like we just can do so much work here to be able to partner because god's heart is for us to be one with Mm -hmm. our with our sharing of what we have and so i felt like my work was kind of here on the ground but just with the awareness and with um you know making people aware of what i had learned and so when you started i'm sorry when you started with um
0: with uh, Pastor Ben here in the here being the United States. That's yeah. not my here, but that's your here. Yeah. Um, right. So you and your Jewish connection, uh, Sunday school. You guys were the support that he needed from afar. When was the first time you went to Kenya? The
1: first time I went to Kenya, I wish I I wish I was really good with years and dates, and I love people who are, but I can't say I am. But I would say I went in around two thousand and. Thirteen was the first trip I made. Okay, uh, I went to I went to Uganda at the time. I was also working in Uganda with a partner that I had met, believe it or not, online. And oh. I I know people are like, "How can you do that? How can you just trust somebody that you meet online?" But you know, at the time, <laughs> I was really just walking in the spirit. I felt and and God opened doors, and we did amazing things in Uganda. Um, And at the time also, I started whatever is pure ministry because people were giving and there was no, um, you know, not no 501c3 that where they could uh, benefit from giving under an org. And, you know, the Lord just opened up a door for me to have my own 501c3 that I ran. I want to just encourage your listeners and say, I I never went to school to learn how to run a 501c3. Like, (laughs) I'm not somebody that. I would have ever thought was going to be doing paperwork and text work. And there's a lot of responsibility, Celeste, my beautiful Celeste and all the administration of, of education equals hope. It's not a gifting of mine, but at the season of life, God really equipped me to be able to do it. And I did it in a very novice way with paper and pencil, not on a computer, <laughs> And, you know, God just made a way. I always knew that it was not, I mean, maybe my strong suit, but I did have the strong suit of love mm-hmm. and relationship with my partners. And I knew God would make that enough so, for me to do the, uh, the 501 degree So
0: there were all sorts of people who were coming along beside you and you realized, oh, yes. oh gosh, I need a vehicle yes. to be able to it get this something. to Pastor Ben. So you started whatever is pure. Did you start yes. that even before you'd ever set foot in Kenya? Yes,
1: I, did. So I are sure you, did.
0: Are you telling me that someone who has never traveled anywhere outside the United States, yes. that they have a desire to get
1: involved, <laughs> that they can change the world? I think when I prayed about doing this podcast with you, my goal was to just encourage wives and mothers and people that are busy at home with their laundry and husbands that are working and they're You know, building up their little mini kingdoms of their own home and family, which I think is a blessing from the Lord to do that regular people that say yes to God can do extraordinary things because that's all he's asking for. Mm -hmm. When you start out, he doesn't want you to know everything. He wants you to walk with him like he did with the disciples. And I think that's the simple, beautiful part of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if it's an obedient, if it's a command about sharing what you have, and it's a command about caring for orphans in their distress, then surely God is going to make a way for you to do that. Whether it be that you're donating $25, $2,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. God is looking at the heart and there are many people who don't know really what to do, but they have a heart to do something for orphans and for the poor we have Um, definitely seen that yes and it's amazing and those same people that were in my class back in 2010 that were hungry to learn more about Jewish people and Israel also knew that God had a heart for the poor for the needy and they had become and still are my core donors to this Mm. day um although we've done many projects um I do want to share, and this will be very quick, but one of the projects that God did, which was an unbelievable project, was we built an orphanage in Katali, Kenya, which ended up being a home for Pastor Ben and his wife and his biological five children, as well as the orphans that he brought in and adopted Mm. uh, himself, which there were, I think at the time, there were eight. Of them, and these were children that were thrown in the bush, found in latrines. Um, they're called abandoned children. They're not considered orphans because they do have living parents that are somewhere. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the crisis in Kenya, and probably in other countries as well, that babies that young mothers have, they could be 12 years old, you know and yeah. they don't know what to do when this baby comes out. They might not even know they're pregnant. Um, and then they just throw the baby away, and somebody finds these children, and what do you do, right? They bring him mm-hmm. to the police or a hospital. And Pastor Ben and Christine, his wife, do, do the work of God. They say mm-hmm. yes. So they they had these, these babies at the time. And we, by the grace of God, because none of us were rich, but somebody in my class said, God spoke to me and told me I'm supposed to build an orphanage. And again, <laughs> she didn't know what that meant. Wow. But she didn't know, but by faith, we did it. You know, we didn't have all the money at once. I think her first donation was twenty thousand dollars, and it ended up costing a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm telling you, we watched God bring in the money. like we would pray about it. we'd have a little something and I'd get a check for seven thousand. I'd reach out here and somebody give ten thousand or wow. two thousand or or we do a collection and only have two hundred and fifty, but we did some project that was in the house. And, uh-huh. uh, I did get to go and dedicate that um, orphanage with um, with the believers there, and it was unbelievable.
0: So that amazing, was incredible. amazing. Well, Tracy, we look forward to having you back next week and to hear okay. more about the details and the and how whatever is pure transitioned to being an education equals hope site in Kenya. That that we get to partner with you in that. But Celeste and Tracy, thank you so much for being here, and we look forward to the continuation of the story. Thank you so Thanks much. You so much for having us.
1: Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.